Let's get it. What's good with y'all, man? This is the Chop Up Show. I am Damo, the political plug. I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world, Toya G, and we back on another Thursday. Uh, hopefully, y'all got to check out the new intro, season four. Uh, we coming and doing it big. We got the new logo, new intro, uh, other new things that will be on the way. What's good with you, Toya? Hey, I'm doing well. You know, little birdie on the street tournament told me we might have a little guest pop in and hang out with us. We gonna see. I don't want to make no promises and no commitments. We might have somebody else slide in. In the meanwhile, I'm just I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad to be locked in. Jay Universe in the in the comments throwing out some fire emojis. So we definitely love that love. If you in here, go ahead and do what you know to do. First of all, speak. Don't be disrespectful. Don't come into the Chop Nation Chop Up Show without saying nothing. Shout us out. Let us know where you are tapping in from. And then go ahead and push share real quick. Go ahead and hit that like, hit that love. Do all the stuff you need to do to kind of blow this up. Because we're about to have a great conversation tonight, as you do. Uh, speaking of the great conversation we about to have, let's go ahead and get right into it. Now, this is Black History Month. This is February, so we're making sure we're doing it right. Um, and each episode, each week is Black History Month. We want to make sure we shouting out uh, Black History icons, Black icons, uh, up until our Black History Month awards that will be happening at the end of this month. So y'all make sure y'all t- uh, tap in for that. Uh, but to get it started, the Black History Month shout out I want to start out with today is it's more modern history, current history. Mm. And that is shouting out the great, the fantastic, the wonderful Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, the first black woman uh, to serve as a Supreme Court justice. Uh, and, and the reason why I want to shout her out is because as much as we uh, have conversations about history, we always go back into the past, right? We always go all the way back to Martin Luther King. We go oh, back right. to are good, Marshall. This is not right. bad. We it's necessary. To... We're not. We're not trying to exclude these names from the conversation. Right. Right. But we got to understand that history is being made every day, and Black people are doing phenomenal things every day. And Kataji Brown Jackson is an example of uh, a modern history that we need to make sure that we recognize. Harvard sure. grad, right? Yeah. Harvard Law Review. You feel me? Come from a family that's really split. Had, like a part of her family was like in law enforcement. Another part of her, one of her uncles got locked up, like big time. You know what I'm saying? For uh, a, a victimless, nonviolent crime related mm-hmm. to drugs, which actually kind of inspired her to get into law in, in, in the way that she does. And she mm-hmm. actually, uh, once she got on as a lawyer, uh, she had a case pick up her people's case pro bono and actually got his sentence commuted. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Kataji Brown Jackson, an, an example of uh, current history, modern history being made, modern black history. So y'all shout out, uh, uh, so y'all make sure y'all show that love to her continually. Cause she got an uphill battle with it being a conservative Supreme court and everything else going on right now. So, uh, shout out to Kataji Brown Jackson. Um, we got, some, we, we, we got a, we got a guess y'all. We, we got a guess. <laughs> Man, man, we live, we, man. we live from live from Lexington, Kentucky, in the bathroom, man. We love it, man. Look, in the whole bathroom, that's a nice it's, it's shower too. Bro. Back yeah, in the man. Talk to your people, yeah. man. Talk to your family. Hey, I really, really, really shout out to everybody in Tribe Nation. I appreciate y'all for the support and the engagement. The whole team really support y'all for you know what I'm saying. Really, really thank y'all for supporting the engagement. We got a lot of things coming our way. 
you know, and I'm just happy to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, real quick. I mean, because you're going to be chiming in and tapping in with us for tonight. Um, but you, you got some, you, a lot of big things happening, but we need to push you a little bit more. It's a particular competition you in, you neck and neck, you got some big competition. Before we get into the conversation, Lee, I need you to tell the people where they can go vote for you, uh, in regards to these NAACP image awards. Talk to them about what they need to do and talk to yeah, them about man. the category that you in. Yeah. So, you know, education is elevation. I got the honor of being uh, nominated for NAACP image awards, specifically for outstanding, uh, social media personality. Yeah. Um, I'm nominated with a lot of amazing content creators. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, the other nominees. But I need y'all help, man. In order for me to win this award, I need y'all to go to any link in my bio, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You'll be able to literally go to the first link and you'll be able to vote. All I ask is that you confirm your vote when you put your email in. That part. And then don't forget, too. Don't just do it once. If you do it once, set your little alarm. I don't know if you want to take it when you take your vitamins or maybe during lunchtime. You want to just do it kind of on schedule. But every 24 hours. Tomorrow the last day. My God. So take it. Strike on the Tomorrow the last day. Right now, right now, and do one tomorrow. Listen, go vote for consciously over there. I want to look in these comments. Shout out to Nyambi. Shout out to D. Uh, Dina in the building. What's up, Hood Therapy? Uh, what's going on, Vo? What's good? It's always good to have you in here, Kimya. It's always good to have you back. It's a lot of love to y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in, tuning in. Hit that like, hit that love, hit that share before we get deep into the conversation. But it's great. It's always great to have y'all. In the so, so look, so look, so look. You know what I'm saying? I'm running this show, <laughs> and so hey, we got we got consciously in the building. Um, and it's gonna be an impromptu vibe check because he's here, right? Mm-hmm. And consciously recently, for those who don't know. Travel to the White House. Yeah. <laughs> Travel to the White House. And uh, he was invited for the most recent uh, 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 State of the Union address. I think it was like Joe Biden's second or third State of the Union address. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to... I want to... I, I, Soto. Dina, I, yeah. um, Soto was also appropriate. Definitely. That's my homie. Yeah. Shout out to Soto. Oh, shout out to Dina. Okay, Dina Soto. Yeah. Shout out to you. Uh, so Lee went to the White House. He was invited. They, they, the White House is clearly recognizing uh, the work that he putting in, in in terms of like changing people's minds, and so he was invited to be a part of a, a celebration for uh, the State of the Union speech. Yeah, he posted it, but it was some shit. Excuse me, excuse me, my fault. It's, it's it's two minutes in. It was it's two minutes in, but it was some stuff, yo. They they was they was literally starting drama. So uh, and the drama was situated around Lee actually trapped like associating himself with Joe Biden, liberal politicians and, and all of those types of things. So real quick, uh, Lee, I want to ask you, like, what what has been the reaction to people seeing you at the White House? Man, it's been two polarizing reactions. Mm-hmm. Either okay. this is good and this is amazing. Congratulations to you. I'm, I'm happy and proud for you. Or this just proves he's a sellout and that he's a propaganda machine and that he's willing to parrot anything that democrats say about anything and this just shows x y and z so it's been a very uh peculiar position to be in. Mm-hmm. i'm sure so with, with that because like toya you you've had you've had individuals that like or have you had individuals that you follow on social media and they associated themselves with somebody that made you go hmm what do you mean by that yes absolutely you have absolutely absolutely can you give us an example? 
I mean, I think uh, I, I think everybody has some type of example during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of like the George Floyd, like niggas was popping out the woodworks on a lot of different sides of issues, and we found ourselves taken aback by the stances people were taking, the positions, the statements, all of those things. So I think we can all come up with some type of uh, kind of example of just being surprised that people was either more down uh, with the shit than we thought they were, or not at all, and very rigid, very disconnected, very just like unaware of what's happening around them. So a thousand examples. You pick one. But yeah, Ice Cube, yeah. the first example that come to mind for me, Ice Cube. Like you feel yeah, I mean that's a great but, example. Yeah. But for me it's like there's multiple distinctions between me and Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so for me it's like, hey man, come with a criticism, come with a good criticism. You feel me? Like listen, nobody's immune to criticism, especially consciously. But for me it's like if you don't like me, it's say you don't like me. Don't make up no reason to try to rationalize with the dislike. It's a lot of folks I don't, I don't I don't like them. I don't have a reason to not like them in terms of being able to articulate it. But I don't need to rationalize why I don't like you. I don't rock with you. I don't fuck with you. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like so you feel like in terms of like the criticism that you receiving, you think like the people that the people that rock with you gonna continue to rock with you because they 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 feel what you do. And then the people that don't rock with you, this is just another excuse for them to try to create some justification for why they don't rock with you in the first place. No problem. Yeah, man. Cause listen, I don't know no niggas that get invited to the White House. You in the White House, you, not only did you make uh, six, seven, eight tweets about the actual position that Joe Biden took, but literally made a video inside the White House, literally on the West Wing, about how I felt that he had a disservice talking about police brutality in the presence of Tyree Nichols' family. As a matter of mm. fact, I had the honor of meeting Tyree Nichols' dad before he even went to the State of the Union. So for me, I'm seeing like a whole bunch of snapshot narratives consciously based off of a, a literally one tweet. Yeah. Right. So, so just to be clear. Go ahead, Toy. No, I was just going to say, I think it's unfortunate because, I mean, all it takes is a little bit of critical thinking. At the very least, we sit on these platforms and outwardly criticize these places, these spaces, these people in these positions. So to, like, shun the opportunity to go and actually be in them and see how they work and just kind of understand and observe, you don't have to prove that you about your shit by being militantly aggressive about every gesture you make. Sometimes you need to be in and see the inner workings and understand the fodder, the all, the processes, the systems, how they kind of work intricately. And then you take those observations like you did, you go back and reflect on them, you think about, you sit on them, and you resituate how you want to continue to infiltrate those spaces and places and be critical of them. But I think you need to be there to witness, to see to observe, to be in, in order to truly have a robust criticism that means something and go somewhere. So I just don't understand the criticism of you just simply being there. You didn't speak on behalf of anybody. You didn't advocate for anything. Your presence was important and essential to have the full, robust kind of uh, 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 perspective of what we should be getting from something like the State of the Union, something that the presidents right. are obliged to give us. You, We need to consciously filter to understand kind of what we see. There were two black content creators there out of like 30. Two, yeah. me and a black woman, you feel me? And I took the I took the opportunity to be able to speak truth to power while in the space of truth to power. Or I would say power, I don't know about truth. But to me, I felt like shit, I was unwavering. I showed up, dashikied up, joined up, and really was unwavering in my analysis about white supremacy and anti-blackness. Shit, I don't give a damn if Joe Biden, I took a picture with Joe Biden smiling. Hey, listen, what you said about uh, police brutality, I thought it was parasitic to blackness and black people, and I think that you furthered white supremacy and how you was wishy-washy. Hey, listen, I, I, I met Dr. Biden, his wife, first lady, and I met him, 
And after I met them before I said what I said. And after I met them, I ain't changed what I said. As a matter of fact, I doubled down on what I said. So for me, it's like, listen, man, if, if, if you believe a space and place dictates how consciously move, I don't think you know consciously he is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you good. Anyway, yeah, I think I think a large part of it was performative. A large part of the criticism against Lee uh, being associated or around Joe Biden was performative because if we being honest, like just words like Democrat, words like Biden, words like Trump, words like Republican trigger people anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. if you can be triggered by like, so for example, if if George was saying like this Democratic policy is good, whatever. Oh, you you for the Democrats? You for this? You for it? it these people are already triggered, yeah. right? And so it's like I think they they missed the point that when you somebody building a platform, you want to be able to get your uh, have your platform reach to places that you typically don't have that reach to. You know what I'm saying? And and showing up there is an example of it's more an example of how your influence is touching people as opposed to whether or not you're willing to be a democratic shield and just push out a democratic talking point. And to be clear. You're not. They didn't. They didn't co-opt you. And you still- Hell no. Listen, man. This is very important to all the folks watching right now. The day before I went to the White House, my dad, George Lee Senior, called me from jail because he got a blue warrant out for his arrest and he violated his parole. So if you think that me going to the White House is going to divorce myself from my dad being incarcerated and my mom looking at incarceration, you smoking mm-hmm. dope and dog food. You have dope and dog food. If you believe I'm going to divorce myself from my community, they give me all the passion, all the all the grit in the ground to be like, oh, I got I got acknowledged by these white people. Fuck my family and my community, and I'm I made it. Hell no. The reason why I am the nigga I am is because of the people around me experiencing what they're experiencing. I'm about to go. I'm looking at four years. My mama looking at four years in jail. You think that I'm gonna just ignore that or be like, well. Da, 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 like, no, I'm, I'm still situated in where I'm at. And not only that, I moved back to Texas. Yeah. So I'm only surrounded by people that's still in the mud. They're still eating sleep for dinner. I'm only surrounded by, so I feel like it's almost like, it's, it's to me, it's facetious. But I also, I, I, I would recognize there's been a lot of sellouts before me. I recognize there's been a lot of people that switched up their message after they got a certain accolade. Judge me off of how I respond moving forward. Don't create no bullshit ass Snapchat, snap, snapshot of what I'm doing and try to run with like, nah, don't do me like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not immune from criticism. I don't think that at all. Have a good criticism, though. Yeah, have a have a good one. Yeah, have it, have it, have, have it legit, man. Have it legit. So shout out to Lee for, be, for even for even being invited. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into to the topic for the night. We're talking about Black History Month and how it's celebrated. Yeah. How is celebrated? I think we kind of sleep Especially on, in 2023. In general. In 2023 specifically. A lot of interesting things going on here. Real quick, uh, shout out to shout out Lee. We got the professional shit talker. You know what I'm saying? We got the merch. Lee got the education's elevation on. I taught in my me search over research hoodie yesterday. Um, and taught in my education's elevation gear last week. So yeah. we we I because I'm 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 this semester, I really am not pressed. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll get into the button down. We'll get into the pole. Well, but but really, I've been like, where's a good hoodie? Let's throw it on and go. And if it ain't an HD hoodie, it's, it's some consciously material, man. And the kids are sleeping it. So y'all need to go get some of that. I know y'all Definitely, see Definitely, man. Hey, the consciously.com where you get all your merch at. Hey, and too, if y'all don't know, Chop Up got some amazing merch on the way, too. Behind the scenes, we've been calculating, got down, and, and putting together. Just know when it hit, might sell out as soon as it hits. So y'all want to already be the first in line. 
Season four, we switching up. We're doing a lot of new things, y'all. So say you got three options. Get on board, get out the way, or get ran over. You feel me? I mean, it's really only you, this train is moving. You feel me? You got you got it, three options. Get on board. Get out the way. Or you can get ran over. It's really up to you. But make sure you stay tapped into what we got going on. This is the conscious collective. Black History Month conversation. So it's like Black History Month been kind of light this year. I ain't even gonna lie. Black History Month been kind of mid this year. You feel me? Like especially coming out of the post George Floyd, post Breonna Taylor Black History Month. You feel me? It seems like there was like a social conscious of hey, this black is Black History Month. Hey, let's let's do it. Let's let's make sure we we touching on all the bases and so. This year, 2023, right? I think we fully post-pandemic. We fully, like, the post-COVID world, right? People returning to work. They we semi- going back to regular. Semi- yeah, semi- 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 that's why I was, yeah, 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 yeah. We can call it that, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's still it's still trickling around, right? But it, it's this, this Black History Month been light, though. You feel me? Like, we haven't seen the, the, the large efforts and the week-long shows and celebrations highlighting the things that black people have done and what's important to black people. And so the question even, that I want to ask... Even the corporate push. I also want to, because we're going to get and talk about other corporations, but I think that was what really started to be a sign and a symbol was a lot of big business was like, we love you black people. Don't you ever forget that. And this year, the vibe's not really been there. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, the the, the, the Black History Month commercials have been light. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've skimped on the Black History Month commercials. But the question I want to ask y'all, like, is that a good thing, though? Like, because as, as much as we criticize people's efforts, and we'll, we'll talk more about what those efforts look like in a second, um, but have, have we finally moved out of the pandering age, or are people leaving Black History Month behind? What do y'all think? I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't think they're, I think we, I think, I'm. my answer is that they leave Black History Month behind, because I don't think mm. they're critically uh, thinking enough to be like oh a lot of this stuff that we do is performative we need to kind of spread it out or do things more throughout the year or whatever so let's not put so much gas and hype into black history month let's think about ways that we can enhance black people their opportunities their experiences the environments that they're in in other ways i don't think that they're doing that i think right. that inflation is inflationing and we'll be talking about that in later parts of the show and they found where do we where do we trim the fat where do we cut things out of programming and they have made the decision that black history is right and so i think niggas have moved on and and what is i think interesting to me is that like you know a couple years ago i feel like a year or two ago maybe very recently like um back the body works had a whole black history month collection now they were criticized for that shit but they had taken a stance and like had a whole collection of candles and setups and stuff like that in stores. I don't, I think it was for Juneteenth, which is also this weird kind of universal <laughs> celebration that we're expecting people to have These days. now. Right. So it's adjacent to, to Black History Month. And I think Walmart had like a, a, a Black History Month flavored ice cream. And it was just all types of a weird shit. So I don't know. I don't miss those gestures, but I'm like, where y'all at? So I don't know what else I want them to do. It's I'm you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm conflicted too. I, I I would describe it as a double-edged sword. I would just center the the uh, motivation to 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 say things that you feel like it's good for Black folks. I would structure it around white guilt. 
I think that white guilt is almost it's a uh, it operates off of a motor and that motor has to have gas and tune-ups. You feel me? Shit, you know, white guilt ain't white guilt is it's the game we're supposed to give already. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Almost yeah. like because that was all in many instances that was I feel like motivating a lot of action that we seen in 2020 and 2021. White guilt yeah. ain't enough to fuel liberation. White guilt yeah. ain't enough to recognize niggas' political, social, economic positions. You see what I'm saying? And I feel like this the gas that ran out. You know what's interesting in terms of the gas running out? I think you speak to a unique time that we're in. And Kimia mm-hmm. posted a comment that's like, I think they decided to be white supremacists. Like Texas trying to say DEI is discriminatory. Like Florida is. I think the tone and the texture of putting too much emphasis on this has changed so much in the broader kind of conversation and the way that they stripping books out of libraries and the way that they taking, um, you know, questions about black history and stuff like that off of the AP test, the way or the AP class is like, we are moving so far away from centering diversity, equity, inclusion as something important to be taught about in classrooms or to shape um, institutional decisions off of. I think maybe an offshoot of that, based on what Kimia is saying, is that they're like, we ain't gassing that shit up no more. That's not the type of time. Oh. Like you said, we exhausted. Like, we, we tired. We did I'm, I'm up here yeah. too. Like, it's like, we allow for y'all to weaponize white privilege against, I mean, white, white guilt against us, guilt, to get yeah. us to do campaigns, to get us to do promotions and sponsorships. We don't care about that no more. The motor and the gas has went out on the white guilt. You got to pick another vehicle to put on the lane and fuck y'all. As a matter of fact, so, only fuck y'all. Anytime you say black history, I think it's CRT. Therefore, no black history because CRT is bad. Anytime you right. start talking about equity, I think that is bad because you're weaponizing against white kids. It's literally like white guilt, debate terms, like it's been turned. White guilt was bad. Nah, yeah. hell no, nah, it's good. Yeah. No, no. Well, what's- so, so I think it's uh, so I think it, it, it is. I, I would I would say that it's not necessarily that white guilt has been turned, but there's another side. There's another side that has more uh, institutional support with like with people like Ron DeSantis, like Ron DeSantis, like now that he's like the kind of like the new Trump, right? The 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 Republicans Republican, right? right? Now that like his approach is, yeah, his approach is. We're gonna we're gonna criminalize wokeness, right? And and a part of criminalizing wokeness is is criminalizing the history of racism, and a lot of a lot of how we understand and appreciate black history is through the ability to overcome racism. But we I mean, now have a a a legitimate, um, strong institutional group that mm-hmm. are, that are willing to say that nah, that we're we're willing to look at what y'all call white guilt and then. Turn that. Nah, the, y- y'all wanting us to feel guilty. It's, it's, it's right. a group of people that's saying, like, forget guilt. Y'all trying to tell us that we bad white people and that's exactly. bad. Yeah. And, and and corporations are more so like, well, we not we not trying to pick a side. We willing we willing to go with whoever really is more convenient. So if it's a battle between the two, maybe we should just sit this now yeah. you know what i mean because because every time you see efforts of, of of diversity there's this new side the new radical white conservative that is willing to say diversity is racist and people take that serious yeah, eat it up and so and so it's 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 no longer as convenient just to be like oh i because to be honest i think that white guilt is better for neoliberalism because it allows them to be like oh we feel bad our company feels bad. They'll buy more stuff from us. Yeah. Oh, we recognize racism and we think white and we think whiteness is, you know, is, is something that should be challenged by things from us. I mean, like, which, that was 
that was the easy thing to do, right? But right. now that there's another side that's willing to say, we're not going to buy things from you because you're focused on diversity. Then it's no, like, you gotta okay, make, you yeah. Gotta make, you got to make a decision. You got to hit a pivot, you know? And exactly. I don't know. I mean, I think what is weird is that we hear so much about the consumership of the Black population, right? We hear so much about the way that Black dollars work and move. It would seem like the strategically wise decision to just give niggas what they want, give them the attention, the airtime, the space because of how much we participate in the American economy. We buy more and consume more, spend more than a whole lot of other demographics and are willing to let our money and our dollars escape our communities more often and in more and, and quicker, rather, I'd say, right? We've heard kind of the statistics about how long it takes, for example, the Asian dollar to leave the Asian community or for the uh, a dollar between Latin people to leave those particular communities and businesses and things like that. And so I just think it's logical. When you got niggas buying most of the things to just make sure niggas are at the center, right? But I mean, I don't know. You put enough black folk in commercials and you put enough uh, <laughs> pop music in the back of a McDonald's, bah, 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 right? You got the niggas singing. Shout out to Pusha T. You know what I'm saying? And so I think yeah. that maybe might be sufficient to some niggas in a way because they are doing it in other strategic, more um, benign ways as opposed to being more in your face with it. We'll put you in the promo. We'll put your voice in the background of, you know what I'm saying, whatever, the overlay of the voiceover of whatever product. We'll do some of those things. But centering, uh, 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 forcing the conversation, forcing people to be reflective on, because to, to, to say that people were the first or that we're challenging certain things is an admittance of what the status quo is or what it used to be. Right? How we yeah. So you, you automatically de facto have to acknowledge some of the racial baggage and some of the racial tension that forced us to be in conversations about why there was a first or why certain numbers are these ways or how statistics are here. Or why you there are- is a barrier. Exactly. Right. So yeah. that's admitting fault. And and like we kind of all concluded, that's not something that that white guilt wants to do anymore. They tie. But but the question, though, is, is it a good thing or bad thing? You know, is it, is it, um, is it, is it good or bad? Like, so because like, I, I guess I'll give I'll give the straightforward answer. It's actually a good thing. Less pandering, the better. We shouldn't appreciate Black History Month more just because the people that we buy stuff from is willing to throw the RBG flag on something. So yeah, it's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> Hold right. on, so you ain't buy the Apple red, black, and green Apple Watch band? You ain't buy the band? No. I got the little. I don't even have an iPhone. Steel from, from oh, iPhone. oh, you say yeah, you're like you, you talking to Toya because you know I don't even have an iPhone. But but no, no. but, real, but I, I want to transition. No RBG gear from Apple. Fuck out of I want to transition the conversation into this though. Like, is is there is is there anybody doing it right though? Right when we look at popular culture, can we say that there are that that there is an effort to recognize black. Black History Month that is that that isn't cringeworthy that isn't problematic. I so I and this is me saying I still wouldn't buy the products. I don't think I'm compelled to buy the designs, but I think Target, right, as a corporation, has made the most meaningful, most tangible gestures toward Black people and Black products outside of Black History Month, but also including Black History Month. So um, we know Target, you know, has been a landing place for like, hey, they have a big Black History Month collection now. I'm talking about they got shirts on, hoodies on, sweatsuits on. You pick, all, it's just all in Target, right? So and from all, Black artists. Yes, from Black artists, right, who have created these products to be sold in these spaces. And so I'm loving that and I'm a fan of that. But also, you know, the products from Tabitha Brown, 
who are some other there's some other there's like the black sunscreen that they sell in there black sunscreen i know uh sis lene lene is a, a target partner and okay. a target partner for like a year or two you know what i'm saying so i know they just be rocking with different black content curators whether they're doing partnerships or whether they're doing actual you know what i'm saying like tab is doing somebody else who's popular who has their products in target and i cannot think of it right now but um, I, I've I've heard and seen more. Black girl sunscreen is the name of the sunscreen. I actually just got me some the other day. I was borrowing some, and then finally went ahead and committed to buying my own. Um, but I th- I feel like throughout the year and over the last few years, maybe since George Floyd, I think maybe even Definitely. before, that, and I don't want to misspeak mm-hmm. on that, but have continued to make sure that they are a place in the space and a real tailor large. I think they call big box real retailer that um has allowed for black products to be in their marketplace and to get the kind of presence and the kind of credibility and reputability um, amongst cosmetics, amongst attire with artists, right? That I think is something to applaud and to maybe replicate, right? And Tiffany is the one who put me on game about these different, this year's rotation of the attire. Um, But I I know I've seen them have different products before. So word to Target, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I uh, this is this is Target right around the street, uh, which says a lot because like I now live in a community where Target is around the corner and not something else. So right. that's that's another thing. But the one thing that I have been able to recognize, like when I walk into Target, is they don't have like this bombastic, right? Like they doing <laughs> too much with yeah. they with they with they Black History Month display. But they make when, when you when you walk in, yeah, it's like you know they like, hey, this is our Black History Month collection. It's like it's like right here, like it's in the front. You feel me? But Tabitha Brown, they market her throughout that mug though, <laughs> like all through her products, bro. Like they they pushing Tabitha Brown products. Shout out to Tabitha hey, Brown. Hey, 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 ain't Tab products was already selling out in like shit September, October. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I follow her on social media so much, so she's selling sundresses and shit like that. And she like, hey y'all, da 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 da. And then I'm knowing just like, hey, her her agency CAA, they some they some they some bad motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, she, yeah. you know, they they got a link, they got a link in. Yeah, so, so Target. So Target is doing it right, and we appreciate what uh, what, what they're attempting to do. There is still a neoliberalism critique there that we'll probably get to one of these days. Definitely, we yeah, yeah, I know we like to we like to get to that point, but we definitely want to give props where props is due. But fuck all the positive shit. <laughs> Y'all being too productive and being all happy. Oh, Black History Month, they're doing it right. Oh yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, the controversy that we need to talk about. It's how they get it wrong. And I've never seen Black History Month done this wrong before, people. Yeah, yeah. And out to Auntie Tab, too. My son, Tab Tom, my son loves Tab Tom. So shout out to Tab at the Brown. Uh, but that's positive. Uh, so that's positive. I'm under the impression that this, this Black History Month is on the uh performative energy of <laughs> allyship and not being an accomplice. I think that allyship is about being able to, you feel me, like what George Yankee talked about the spectator at the lynching. To me, I feel like allyship is about being a spectator. And I think that because a lot of people are just situated being a spectator, it's all about yeah, how they spectatorship okay. is going to be perceived. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like if me being a spectator makes it where I receive criticism. I don't even want to be a spectator no more. Fuck y'all. Damn if I do, damn if I don't. I'd rather be down to be happy. 
That's how yeah. I view it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk, let, let's talk about being a spectator, though. And you, you a spectator on the block. And you, you outside enjoying your community, right? Doing normal community shit. And you look outside and see mm-hmm. this. <laughs> Lord Jesus. You look outside no. and see this. It's about to be bad, uh... <laughs> What? You look outside black and, and see that <laughs> Black History Month uh, law enforcement vehicle. I mean, sure you can find these in cities like Memphis, Miami, Durham, North Carolina got them, Columbus, Ohio got them. Those are just some of the American cities that have decided to put Black History Month uh, images, colorways. Uh, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio had Black people's faces. Hold on, let me, let me get to it. Please go to the picture. So this is right. Miami, right? Yeah. This is the city of Miami Police Department. They got the fist, though. Like, I'm talking about the black like, power fist on the mugs. That's four fists on there, man. That's four black four power fists and, and and And, like, come on. And when we look at these fists, how many times have these fists have been thrown up in opposition, in opposition to police? At the very protest that we saw around the world just two years ago. But I think this right here is the perfect example of what I was just saying. It's to me, it's like, hey, these law enforcement are trying to be good allies and spectatorship of anti-black and say, hey, black people, we see you. We right now are taking time in the chop up to criticize the way in which they've decided to deploy their spectator allyship. A lot of them don't want to do the work to be able to get away and or to resolve the criticism. They rather just not deal with the criticism at all. And to me, it's just like this to me it is the uh insidious nature of progressivism. Because it makes it where you can tone police niggas to being like, hey, they tried. What you mean, toiling a political plug? Are you gonna be mad <laughs> if law enforcement tried to do this, that, and the other? We're down. So what would you rather them do? Would you rather them keep the law enforcement cars the same? No, nah, I'd rather them not kill niggas. Don't you just act too much? <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that's the double-edged sword of what I'm talking about the uh, White House shit. It's like, hey. Mm-hmm. Some people like fuck it. Some people like fuck that in every instance. And it's just re- recognizing that you have two people or two groups making criticisms and you in the middle and trying to see what it is. And I recognize law enforcement is like, well, we beat up niggas. Y'all mad at us. We put niggas history on the car. You mad at us. Niggas mad at us anyway. You might as well keep on whooping y'all ass. Hold on. Yeah, we're we going we to we we ask the question, though, right? Like, can they celebrate it? But before we get to the question, though, it's a few things. It's a few things that I think is important to point out specifically about the police. Oh, and I, and I want to get y'all thoughts on this. First, do y'all think this is bad timing? We're literally a country like you like you met Tyree Nichols' father at the White House. Why was he brought there? He was brought Tyree there because Nichols his son was a victim. <laughs> like... Murdered by the police. Murdered by the police. And and can we talk about the irony of having Dr. King on one of these podcasts? Hey, hey, hey. As soon as you when said getting, it, I thought like, arre- <laughs> Bro, getting arrested was the strategy of the civil rights movement because they knew the police was going to be out of pocket. <laughs> I just, I, I think, you know, the history of the police we know is connected to the slave patrols. And so when you look at these very, these vehicles being the the slave transportation vehicles, the mechanisms by which we transport the slave from one place 
to another place and we just kind of historically look at these vehicles from that lens, that is where it becomes all the more scathing and shocking is that you'll never be able to shake that baggage, my nigga. You'll never be able to delink or unlink yourself from that history. So I don't care what you want to celebrate. I don't care what you want to valorize. I don't care whose faces you want to slap on the side of these vehicles. These are slave catching cars, my nigga. History proves that. Because of the, embedded, <laughs> the embeddedness of uh, 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 the slave the slave patrols in the structure in the new organizing of American policing, and so I think that's what's blowing my mind is that you just slap black people's faces on the, on on, on the, the vehicles that transport the slaves, and I think that's just crazy to me. Like I cannot imagine. Do you know how pissed I would be on top of being arrested to be arrested and put in the back of one of these cars? I would demand another vehicle. Like oh, I know. Oh, I just I am. Ethically and morally and diametrically opposed to getting into this vehicle. I, know I, I refuse to be arrested by the black history month joint. Like what? And then when you even acknowledge in the context, black people are disproportionately taken to jail in vehicles. You decided to paint the vehicle in black history guard. I mean, and I, Tiffany said it, I think pretty spot on is that you know they play in our face, right? This is mockery. You know what I'm saying? I, I refuse to believe there's nobody with a level of consciousness, a sociology degree, um, the ability to critically think that are at the top ranks or at the places, whoever greenlit these projects who didn't know some of the illogical baggage that comes with these types of decisions. And they did that shit anyway. Why? Because they play in our face. And I think they think it's funny. I think they think it's it's just a ha-ha, I gotcha. How can they be mad at us? How can they hate us? Look at our cruisers. It's literally like a slave catcher wagon having let freedom ring painted on the goddamn wagon. This wagon is going throughout the South looking for Nat Turner and his gang and putting their ass in the goddamn wagon and the wagon say let freedom ring. Come on. Hey, look, it's like if the police was locking you up talking about follow the drinking said, Imagine being murdered and then the white cop who did it or let's say let's say this the black cop who did it the cop who did it imagine being murdered and the cop who took your life jump back in that in, in that joint who jump back in that so and the interesting thing about, but no 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 but the interesting thing about toya actually saying like no 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 not white cop being murdered <clears throat> why would she say why would she need to correct herself why would toya need to say well not white cop but being Any murdered cop. by the police Anything. that's because that's because we as a nation, we as black people are still dealing with the beating death of Tyree Nichols. What up, Ryan? What up, Ryan? By, by black, shout out to Ryan, by black police officers. Yeah. Y'all y'all literally want us to look at these vehicles and say, look at the progressive nature of these police. When we can say, hey, okay, Tyree Nichols was murdered. He was beat to death by the police. Were they white? No. They looked like him. Hey, this is the clip right here. This is the clip. I feel like this is the, I feel like this is the part right here we're going to put in the clip so we can repost, right? A lot of the sensationalizing of black cops, it'll be the same thing of us trying to sensationalize black slave masters. Right. Recognizing that regardless whether you're a slave master, regardless whether you're a cop, what makes you in that position is who you're able to dominate and or who you're able to put in a subservient, you feel me, place. Whether you're a black mm-hmm. cop or a black slave master, the people you police know enslaved is black bodies. Mm-hmm. So if you believe Period. that the, 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 the enslavement of black people or the policing of black, pe- black people that structurally change based off of who's doing it, I think that you're racially illiterate and you don't really understand what I'm saying, how power and domination works. Because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, that's, that is, that, that don't mean shit. 
I mean, listen, white supremacy is what we know to be an equal opportunity employer, right? It'll, it'll hire everybody. The question is not about who can utilize the mechanisms and the strategies of white supremacy. It is about the, uh, the target audience who is impacted and influenced the most, and that is Black people and in all parts and, and across the reality of the state and how we understand the way that bodies move, right? We black bodies, right? Black flesh that end up at the, at the, at the, at the undermined end of that stick, the short end of that stick. So it doesn't matter about the perpetuators of that violence. This is a focus on the people who are recipients of that violence. Right? So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a few things I want to point out that's that's like uniquely wrong with this and, and y'all can add on to it. The first Bring us bad time. Y'all, y'all too little. I want to see y'all whole faces again. Can we get this? Oh, okay. Bring, Bring it back. back. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Hey. My dogs. Yeah. Uh, the first thing, the first thing I want to point out is it's bad timing. We talked Tyree Nichols. We like we as black people are still dealing with the uh, are still dealing with the like literally like oh these are brothers that did this yeah like the, these are these are melanated as my hotel brothers would say it's melanated individuals who enacted this type of violence right so like so so to attempt to say that like oh we as a a, a police department. As as a structure of police and celebrate Black History Month, nah, bro, y'all, y'all, we still we are still reeling from the Black death that comes from the police departments. Absolutely. So it's like, yo, they, they, like this is this is definitely ugly. Second, I feel like this is shameless pandering. The police departments are are uh, adhering themselves to these images and to these, you know, like this type of marketing. The same reason the businesses do it. Target may be doing it better, but they recognize that they are more likely to have more black customers if they if they uh, engage in a Black History Month celebration that is the most respectful. Police don't give a damn. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, we did it. You know what I'm saying? And then third, I think it's I think it's extremely tone deaf. I think I think black people have bigger issues with policing than whether or not they feel like they respect Black History Month. Right. We can care less if the police. <laughs> Respect Black History Month. Okay. Stop killing us. Yeah. That's the beginning and the ending of it. If you can start there, right? Like, if, if y'all was to, like, like literally, if y'all was to put on y'all cars, stop killing Black people. There, there's no, there will be no pushback. Yeah. But if y'all up there putting fists and Dr. King... RBG. And, uh Bishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> bro, that don't that don't do shit. That don't do shit. Like we can we can hey. we can care less about that. But but the question that I want to ask y'all is do they get an A for effort? No. Hell no. That's like niggas ain't never got no A for effort shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, the pain for the hell is paid for good intentions. Hello? Intentions okay. ain't never outride impacts, goddamn. And intentions ain't never been able to, you know what I'm saying, override, you know, violence itself. So it's like, hey, listen, man, I intended to be a good person. Most people intend to be good people. Most people not. Listen. Okay. So so then my follow-up question for you, Lee. Tiffany's so upset. Can you use the Spanish? Tiffany's so mad. She started speaking Spanish. Oh. She got excited in Spanish. Yeah. Upside down exclamation point. Get it together. Yeah. Uh, uh, Soto said, uh, Dina said, uh, they get an A for almost. <laughs> <laughs> Is it almost, though, Dina? 
No, but here's, <laughs> here's, here's even almost. And then they, I always think they was close. Here's my favorite grade, though. You know, Theory of Beauty, wild as hell. Oh, we got an L for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we trying to get monetized. God damn. Hey, you guys, we're talking too crazy. We're talking too crazy. Other people say, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah. Brian said, they get held back a grade. How about you don't even get What? Repeat the first grade again. Maybe this time you learn and get to the second grade. My lord, with this type of effort, you're not going to graduate, right? <laughs> it's, it's it's that it's, it's that type of thing. No. But so, with that being said, though, like you, let's get, let's get serious, y'all. Um, can the police department celebrate Black History Month at all? Is it something that they can do? Uh I don't know. Nothing, nothing, all of these things will be all they will be grouped in as the performative until they are able to demonstrate tangible data that their juxtaposition and orientation toward black people and black life and black communities and protecting and not over policing black communities change. Right? The devil has always been in the details for them. And the more people have become more literate in uh, uh writing, reading and writing race, particularly through the lens of the law. Um they we, we've been super sleuths on figuring out the holes and the gaps and the inconsistencies and the contradictions of what the police say and they care about and what they actually do. So there is not a, a t shirt, uh, there's not the same way, <laughs> a t-shirt. there's not a car, there's not a function, <laughs> there's not a cookout, there's not a block party you can throw, right? All of these different gestures that cities across the country try to do are terrible, right? I want you all to think back to the Politicians. I specifically am seeing what's that white woman name who's older, whose husband got hit uh, with a hammer. Um, the white woman. I'm it's Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, it was coming to me, but I was missing it. Y'all remember when they took a knee and put the stoles on? That was for George Floyd. That was for George Floyd. Trash. Right, that means buck kiss to me when y'all still trying to fund the police, when you still fortifying their budgets with cash, when you still up here dealing with piecemeal gestures like body cams and shit like that. that. None of those things mean anything to me. So take all of that shit and go because you'll never get any credibility from me until the numbers change. I think that goes smoothly in what I want to say. Smoothly is police cannot celebrate Black History Month as an action. Okay. Okay. It can only be a long-winded process. Come on. If you are killing and murdering and incarcerating niggas on a day-to-day basis, and then for Black History Month, you want to just randomly celebrate Black History, there's no way you can celebrate Black History when you're denigrating Black History, when you're locking mm-hmm. Black History up, when you're killing Black History. So for me, it's like, in a world, there is maybe a, a, a small but process that law law enforcement can take to be able to quote unquote celebrate, you feel me, Black History Month, but it cannot be a disavow of the black history that the police is implicated in. Because we can acknowledge black police are policing in America is implicated in black history. Not for all the good things, but regardless, it's implicated. So Listen, law enforcement cannot just who was there keeping us from the institutions that we wanted to fight through or burn down or to challenge or to overturn. The police were the right police. there, right? Yeah. Stopping us at every at every turn, at every step to make sure that none of our strides were successful, to make sure that their dogs and their hoses were turned against us when we were simply trying to take a walk and sing songs. Why was the shit. National Guard called? 
Why did they have to call the National Guard? Whoop these niggas in the place. Keep y'all in your and make sure you know. So, hey, last question before we move on. Um, uh, is are there any other organizations that just can't celebrate Black History Month? Is there anybody else that we saying just like nah, like y'all y'all can save it? Is or is I mean, it just police? I don't think it's just police. I think the other these are not these are not organizations, but every politician. Every conservative politician who posts like "Happy uh, Black History Month," well, keep that keep that shit to yourself. Do not tweet. Do not post. Do not celebrate. If you are advocating for CRT to be taken out of school, if you are arguing that things like affirmative action should have been taken away and rolled back, if those are the positions that you're taking and that you said, don't keep those fucking tweets. Keep your little posts. Keep your little social media videos and campaigns that you gonna drop. Keep all of that. Like, I got. We don't want to hear all of it. We don't want to keep. Keep it. Keep it. From you. Keep it. I'm good. Looking at and also really need it. I see the bullshit at the Grammys where they were showing fake headlines of police disarming uh during protests because of the power of music. I didn't and I didn't hear I did even conversation about that, but now that's gonna make me want to go look back. Swear to God. Because like, they tried it. They I, why are the police? The why are the Grammys using police propaganda to send any message about anything? Like how again the tone deafness of it all for me. Like the police are not good props. They're not good examples. They're not good pl- pl- ways to make jokes. Is an extension make of the state. Like keep all of that. Everything is um, an extension of the state. Everything is an extension of the state. And to answer the question, I before we go to the next topic, I would just say the the entities or institutions that are structured by fucking up a black people. The way in which you celebrate Black history, it can't be one that just ignores and or tries to just act like this. You know what I'm saying? How you implicate that Black history don't exist. So I'm thinking of like the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. You feel me? The prison industrial complex. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit. You know, many different facets of the healthcare. It's like, hey, man, y'all got there running up millions and billions of dollars of being able to make it where Black women are more likely to die during childbirth. Hey, I don't want to hear none of y'all motherfuckers trying to celebrate Black mm-hmm. history without, the, without celebrating Black life. It's mm-hmm. what it is. If your entity is not celebrating Black life, I don't want to hear shit about you celebrating Black history. Shout out to Blake. Police celebrating Black History Month is like Chick-fil-A celebrating gay pride. The shit just don't make sense. Keep it. Don't go to Keep it. We're good. No. Hey, y'all pay me for that. We go to the next one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the things. Like, we're good. Uh, but yeah, uh, transitioning. I want to go ahead and transition into the uh, what we got the social chop. Absolutely. So ahead, social please. chop is a conversation. I don't know why I'm out of focus. Come back, come back. Um, but the social chop is going to be about inflation, and that's because we can't hide from it. Is I know it's affecting me because mm. it's affecting y'all. Things are getting tight. We've had conversations before about inflation. Um, a few months ago, we were in season three, just because we were first starting to hear and see the rumblings and grumblings of things. Um, but now. And unchanged. It's only gotten worse, right? We know that the Fed um, has risen interest rates yet again, right, in an attempt to combat inflation. But that means it makes it harder for people to get loans for things like vehicles. It makes it harder for people to get loans for their houses. It makes it harder for people to get personal loans, right? All types of things that are creating barriers for folks. And everything's just high. Everything high. So I guess my question, which y'all know what we know now that we're living in times of inflation and there are conversations about um you know, recession this year, what we can anticipate. I don't know why my camera acting wild, but I guess my question to y'all and y'all, I need y'all back comments. A bit. Huh? I try to go back a little bit, see if it can put you in focus. 
I want to know from y'all in the comments, uh, with mm-hmm. inflation increasing, what was the first sign for you? Or what have been some recent signs for you that, that things are out of control? Right? Not even I the first yeah, but because then uh, and everybody's been talking about eggs, but I want to say even outside of eggs, right? We know eggs high shit, right? Just out of control, can't control it. But what are some other things that y'all are seeing that's out of control? I'm going to tell y'all what pissed me off is I shop at Ralph's, which is a Kroger store that is uh, popular here in the state of California. And in the freezer section... Ralph's expensive, though, to you. Listen, but understand this, but they out of control, bro. And I'm finally unblurry, but peep this out. So in the little refrigerator section, you know, the hot food and some of the wraps and the sandwiches and stuff like that, they got little pinwheels, these little wrapped, you know, little wraps, you slice them up, little pinwheels, they really... Yeah, nice yeah. Them hoes was six, get six little slices, and they was like this big. They was like an inch and a half high. They was $5 for six of them. Then I looked up, inflation happened, I went to the store, they give you the same six, the same size, but they was like, we want $6 from you. I said, okay, a dollar per little roll, that's cool. I just want my little turkey delight in the afternoon, a little turkey cheese situation. I go sit down somewhere. My nigga, I went up there the other day to go grab them hoes. They about three-fourths of an inch. So they hella smaller. And them things are $7. And I was so offended. Less like, for more. I mean, literally less food, less product, and y'all are continuing to wait. More money. That was my little quick, easy-peasy lunch solution. I think it was only like they're like 40 grams of protein, like uh, uh, 420 calories. So, like, you know, I'm just in terms of just my day to day and how I'm flowing and moving and what I spend, where I spend my money. That was, I was taking it back. Man, but how I much believe in So, what's some examples y'all got about what y'all been seeing around the way that's just like through the roof? This nigga, just, I'll tell you, this nigga said he don't believe in inflation. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I feel like it's, I feel like I call it price gouging. To me, the word I, know, I, I knew he was going there. I, knew like, he was I swear going to God. There. To me, I feel like once I once I start seeing every one of these industries that have raised their prices based off of the guise of, of, of inflation, they also experiencing record high profits. So mm-hmm. for me, it's thinking about okay, the, the justification for inflation says that the cost of production is raising. If your cost of production is raising, that means that these record high profits, it shouldn't be there. So to me, it seems as the American people are bearing the brunt or taking, the, you feel me, the expense of the inflation. It's really just corporate price gouging. Goddamn. I mean, that's not a lot. But what, think about, so knowing what we know about how corporations is getting over, what is something that you do in your daily life or that you like to enjoy in your daily life that you can like, Damn, that jumped up on me, and I was not expecting that. Like, what have y'all seen? Man, y'all these haircuts, shit, these edge ups and haircuts, listen. goddamn. Hey, listen, wow. I started growing locks originally because haircuts cost too much. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I was paying three dollars for an edge up in 2006 when I first started growing my locks. When I graduated from college, I was complaining about spending ten dollars on an iron up. Yeah. Hey, now them niggas will charge you sixty dollars. Mm. For a lineup, you know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta, you gotta hit niggas over the head. Cut on the edges, so it's a haircut. I, I faded. I, I gave you a taper fade. I gave you a taper on the edge up, so it's a haircut. Yeah, so it's a haircut. Once I start seeing people in my community start having the same price gouging ideas, like ah man, we goddamn, I went to the wrong thing. I went, mm-hmm. I, I went to get a, I should have <laughs> went to barber school. That part, make it dope one. Listen, hey, you know what that, that's what I was about to say. Uh, that's what I say. Lee is uh he he been indoctrinated by K- uh, Katie Porter. Shout out to Katie Porter, man, who 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 has made sure that when it comes to these types of like understanding why prices are higher than they are, Katie Porter has oh, been. Katie has, Porter has is. Been Nina Turner. <laughs> Nina Turner <laughs> been the one that's been dropping shit on me. Like, man, you know what? Nah, I ain't thought about you, this. 
You know who Katie Porter is, but any anyway, for, real, for me, white women with the grass yeah. who always making points with the like, grass, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. You know, and she uh, was the hell out of people reading the hell out of her her constituents by getting them together. And just about being like, here's where you're not. I know who that is for sure. Yeah, for sure for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't exactly. show that on top of we didn't show that on top of before. She's, yeah, she's a we did. She's in the state of California. She represents Orange County, I believe. She's somewhere out here where I'm at. Um, that's why I knew. Too. That's why I knew you knew who she was. But for me, bro, I'm I'm about to be honest. It was damn, I'm about to expose how bougie I am. Come on. Don't do that to you. Orange County. Yeah, I didn't get an address. Orange County. Yeah, all right. Hey, my son, we don't. My son doesn't drink dairy milk. He drinks oat milk. He drinks oat milk. Oatly. Yeah. Oatly. <laughs> 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 hey, you know how black people was like, "Why do we drink?" I, all right, that's that's another conversation. But my son drinks oat milk, and oat milk has literally went up like six, seven dollars, like a carton, like. Mm-hmm. The paper cart, not we ain't talking jugs like we get two percent. Man, we talking about the cartons. You feel me? So it's like at 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 Rouse and Target's a little bit cheaper. Actually, Target's a little bit cheaper, but uh, oatly oat milk. So oat milk that doesn't contain sunflower seed oil, which is known to cause inflammation and those types of things. Oat milk that doesn't contain sunflower seed oil is a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Than um, brand oat milk, so that's bougie that's ass really... nigga alert right now, <laughs> goddamn boy! I can just smell yeah. the bougie that's coming out your breath, nigga. My nephew only deserves the Thank you, so we got some people. So we just on Brian's comment. <laughs> Brian Say, said, "Hey man, let me know." While my provider OG and E posted record profits over the last two years, so a great example of what. Lee was talking about. Uh, I noticed that stores uh, aren't getting shipments like they need, and some of the shopping centers are getting closed down. So a lot of businesses are hiking up prices in order to kind of keep up to compete. And I think a lot of these mom and pop and a lot of these stores that are not trying to get over, they just simply trying to kind of keep the lights on, pay the bills, and live with you know some level of comfort are the ones that are having to rival with a lot of these stores and they can't keep up. And that's because of shipments and distributors and things like that having issues in the production change. Uh, Miss Maisha, shout out to you. Welcome to this evening. Said, I knew when I tried to buy romaine lettuce and within a month it went for $2.99. <laughs> I was done. Nigga, yes. Like, that's probably, the part we were talking about too. I'm trying to buy salad stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, this goes back to the conversation a lot of people are having about how just you might as well go eat out because it's the same cost. Like by the time you get done paying for groceries and eating off of maybe a bag or even a, a, a little carton or, you know, the square plastic container of lettuce for two meals even if you get a little one like you just might as well go out and eat and spend your little money at whatever your favorite eatery is because it's all shaking out to be the same uh there you said a couple things one inflation implies someone is pumping up the balloon definitely price gouging uh and then said honestly uh i would say seeing videos of how new yorkers live thirty six hundred dollars for 150 inches of living is crazy i saw a video recently where a nigga was basically living in a room with a bathroom and a kitchen and they were like, and this is where I put my clothes. And you know what they were talking about? They were talking about the cabinets above the sink in the kitchen. So you're telling me you oh, want to wow. fry a little chicken, you want to make a little bacon, and it's just your sweaters are sitting right over Right it. above it. Like, well, I go to work, smelling like chicken grease. Gross. 
right? Uh, Blake said uh, a roast and a sack of potatoes cost me 30 bucks. And that definitely is supposed to be cheap. Even. And we're going to talk about um, some 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 meals that'll help us get these through these things. But potatoes and a nice little slab, a little hunk of meat is not definitely not supposed to cost that much money, right? Uh, a couple other people. Let me see. I mean, it's a bunch of different comments. Y'all are definitely chopping it up. Tyler said, how do you milk an oat? Man, listen. Tyler, I'm not dealing with you. Come on, bro. Hey. Ethereum Beauty, do do not take him serious. Ethereum Beauty, do not take him serious. I got something I want to show real quick. Do not, do not deal with Tyler. We're not worrying about his ass right now. I mean, Tyler. Go for it. So, uh, corporate CEOs are making bank while blaming workers for hiking prices. So, we want to start with Amazon. Um, blamed higher prices on wage increases. The wage gap between the lower tier Amazon workers and and the CEO is eleven thousand percent. And and they trying to tell you that they prices are going up because of wages. There's an 11,000% gap, people. Yeah, man. All right, let's, let's go down. Okay, Apple blamed higher prices on labor costs. There's a 464% gap between the top at Apple and at the bottom. And can I also point, you talking about Apple, right? Mm-hmm. It's just okay. Apple. When we get to McDonald's, mm-hmm. I want to make an observation, too, about what's interesting with them. Well, no, no, because we, we, we talked to, uh, go ahead. We can go to McDonald's next. 80, 89% gap. That's still a lot. Go ahead, Toya. I mean, and they're blaming labor inflation, but the thing that confuses me is more and more McDonald's are coming out to have kiosks. I'm here. I'm seeing a new news report every day. There is a McDonald's that's fully functioning in the state of Texas that has no employees inside of it. They literally are fully functioning, full service operation that does not have a heartbeat inside of the building. So you should be able to keep up with labor inflation, which I'm assuming is should can be codified as how much money they're having to increase, can increasingly right. pay fast food workers because People have been, you know, rallying for those increases in pay. But nigga, if you're not paying the machines, why don't you have surplus money to go ahead and pay the actual people that are employed by employed by your company like that? The logic is not logicing, right? You should have plenty of money for labor inflation because you're still opening stores and putting kiosks in them that don't have people who have to person them, which means you should have plenty of money to go around for the people who are showing up on day to day. Doesn't make sense to me. Right. Uh, so with, with McDonald's is an eighty nine percent gap between the top and the bottom percent. Then it's uh, and then the, worried about inflation, they always giving away food and <laughs> with a new app, and that's true. Man, listen, giving away a McChicken that costs thirty cents to make and that yeah. you sell it for two dollars. Yeah, you know I mean, are are you giving it away? Yeah, it's two dollars, but it only takes you like that. That ain't even real chicken. Yeah, if, as far as most people concerned, what are we doing? But the, the most reasonable is Starbucks. And they still blaming higher prices on labor costs. But there's a 30% gap between the top and the bottom at, 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 I mean, at Starbucks. And they consider it to be more liberal in terms of how they operate. Go ahead. They, I mean, allegedly. But what I will say is that employees have had to unionize to make sure they get the money. You know what I'm saying? That they're supposed to be paid and that they need to, in terms of, in terms of livable wages. So those labor costs are being passed off to people who should have just been taken care of in the first place because y'all should have had ethical right. practices in terms of how much you're paying people to do the job and to keep your company open. But 
we're, we're, we've been having a lot of conversations, so I want to keep this part of it moving. My second question to you and to the people in the chat is what is one thing you have already had to cut out of your budget or what's the first thing on your chopping block if things start to get real tight for you? And, you know, you kind of just like, what what's, what we going to let go? My thing, and I'm very sad to say it, I've already kind of had to make some concessions up to this point, and I think I'm going to get me... I'm, I'm going to get back in the game a little bit, but I can't do it how I've been doing these last couple of years, and that's sneakers, right? Y'all know I'm a, I'm a sneaker girl. I love a good pair of shoes. I like Listen, I got a couple pair, but I got more I got more Michael Jordan tennis shoes than anything else. Uh, and I really want to go back to rebuilding my Air Max collection, but I haven't been able to really put a lot of energy into that these last few months because it just don't seem like it make a lot of sense to, to drop the 200 because then the shoes went up. Right, they was dropping ones for 170, 180. Now you're not really getting no Jordan drops for less than 200, 210, 225. So even the cost of Jays is going up. And I'm just like, man, y'all playing. Like it's some shit dropping on Saturday. And I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, like, should I? It's this. I love myself. Yeah, it's get, get off the edge of your seat. Yeah. Get off of what? Get off the edge of your seat because um, it's, it's, it's Valentine's week. We and I love myself. Show. And I love myself. We in a like, I should love me. Be on a girl. No, no, no. no I agree. What kind of message are you promoting? Political plug? Like that's crazy. But I listen. The political the political plug is a married man. So all all of these things, we we have different conversations. Toya, we live we different do. lives. Okay, I am I'm a sure. father and a husband. Mm-hmm. Don't talk. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Valentine's Day is 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 renamed. What am I doing to make sure my wife is cool mm-hmm. on February fifteenth day? Listen. That's what that's that's what that's called. So that's that's mm-hmm. what I'm worried about. I'm I, as much as uh, Lee must have got a phone call, so he had he to did. drop out. He did. But, he yeah. did. but what about, what about you? So considering your real life and your different life you live, what is something that either you've had to limit or reduce, or that you might have to cut out? That is like that you enjoy and that you appreciate, but that might have to be on the chopping block because of how money is moving right now. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the biggest problem is that we live in California, so like everything, like everything I, is like kind of, yeah, like you you paying bread. Um, so uh, I mean, I think that the, the biggest thing that I've had to cut out, um, video games, like a lot of a lot of the more recreation, like you know, things yeah. that I do. Uh, not not necessarily because video gaming is becoming more expensive, but just because everything else is more expensive. So. You know, once once you once you got a whole family like that that type of stuff that got to go first. Yeah. Um. And you know that that's been a part of like how I move was been important, but like once once that once that stuff went, it was it was a wrap. Um. We got we got a few people that also Brian said new books. Damn, Brian. Which I mean, sometimes you got to be honest with yourself about if you're reading the ones you already bought. Like I have a ton of books, but I have not had the extracurricular time to actually read them. So I had to stop myself from because I would I, and it all started with me being like, I need to read more. And just that desire started having me spending money on books I wasn't even reading. So it sucks to have to cut out new books. But I know that that is something that, you know, a book can reveal new things to you if you reread it. So you might just have to go run back some of the oldies but goodies and see what you get from them. What Miss Myers said, though? Miss Myers says she's gotten better at doing her own nails. I yeah. purchased nail tips glue etc from nail supply spot i've been giving myself bomb ass manicures and medic and pedicures actually my wife got got big into that too yeah. like she bought the little the little glue thing you stick in it and it, and it dries it you, you know all of that yeah 
no. The gel, the gel nail, the UV sets. I don't really. Yeah. Know. Well, I used to, and that's the, the thing. A lot of the UV set, about, yeah. Like, a lot of conversations about nails. You know, in my era, when I was getting my nails done, it was definitely the, the full set was twenty five, the fill was fifteen, the whole, and then now, like, I don't wear the nails, right? But I date people who get their nails done, and I remember when I was like. Just kind of finding out that nails had went up, I was trying to be like, yeah, I get your nails done, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You need what 40, 50, 60 niggas was like, I need one. You said you said that at first, goddamn. <laughs> Look, that niggas was like, I need $125. And I was like, hmm, let's go eat. We can go get some food after you get done with your nails. You wanna- <laughs> right, right, we we both could eat shit. Bruh, you like, know what I'm saying? Like, nails, yeah. I'd rather pay for a meal than, you know, and drop maybe 40, 50, then the whole full set. Like, mind blowing. So Shout out to, to Miss My Asia for finding the pivot and hitting the pivot and getting good at it. And, and, and your wife, too, for, for tapping in and getting into, you know, some new gifts and talents uh, that she didn't know about. Uh, let's see. Ethereum Beauty said, that's what I do is challenge it, but it's worth it. And I think we're talking about the nails and kind of switching it up. Uh, Dina said, haircuts, I'm only getting cut up for special occasions. Otherwise, it's all me. So getting into that bag. A lot of people, the pandemic had folks kind of trying to figure out an edge up, figure out how to do that thing. Plug, why are you shaking your head? Taking my ass to the barbershop. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and, and at the same time, like, let's let's be for real. Like, so I paid $30 for a haircut or, or $40 for a haircut. Anyway, it's $35, $5 tip. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. But that's, that's because I live in North Hollywood. So, like, that's yeah. what you're going to pay for a haircut. That It is what it is. But at the same time, I think for, you know, it's a lot. It's, it's like for black men, it's more cultural. Like, yeah. having... Um, you know, we don't really talk about like maintenance and like self-care for black men, but like getting it, like having your fresh cut every every couple of weeks, not going more than a couple of weeks without having a haircut. That's what you call culturally, not for real. That's what you call self-care for black men. Like we don't go to <laughs> nail salons, we go get chopped up. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna have to go tell the you know tell the barber, keep it thick, you know what I mean? Go ahead, do the tapering and, and anything else. You, you feel me? But it's 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 like that. The 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 chop up like the, I said the chop up the uh-huh. getting getting cut up you feel me that that can't change that's a cultural thing yeah I can't let I mean that that's speaking, a speaking to that and you know Lee's point he said I started giving myself lineups and fades for the same reason I used to have locks longer than uh, Lee's and people would be like damn bro you cut clean like who's your barber and so that's how you know when your hand getting good and when your eye getting good when you get that left hand to figure out what the hell is doing especially if you a righty or if you a lefty and you get that right hand together. That's how you know you're doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For my gamers out there that are like the plug, um, Tyler says stock up on free PS Plus games. So PlayStation Plus games, if you are a PlayStationer, um, there are free games you for you You are silly. Yeah. You are silly. A PlayStationer? You are uh, silly. Is that, that's not what they call them, y'all? We do not call ourselves that. What do y'all call each other? PSer? No, we, yeah. we ain't got a name. We, we don't have a name. But, but, but if you have PlayStation Plus... So you gotta play to get online to play online games now, right? right. You gotta pay. PlayStation Plus is the service that you have to have in order for you to play online games. So, sure. but what they do is they give you a free game every month. So that's pretty much the game. Are they good games? Do they give you good games every month, or is it just like some oh bullshit? Some of them good, yeah, yeah. Some of them good, yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Well, gamers, go ahead and make sure y'all taking advantage. You got one once a month, uh, kind of you know pop ups from the PlayStation organization. Incorporated. Um, question <laughs> that I have. 
new question that I have. Um, and we were kind of getting at this. I know, I think Blake was like, you know, I'm paying $30 for potatoes and a pot roast right now. And so that might not be a strategic meal for you during this time. But real quick, y'all, what's your struggle meals, right? What's the meals that you just like, stuff is tight. Maybe I don't get paid until this day or I need this to stretch or I'm feeding a whole bunch of people. What's your favorite go-to struggle meal um, that you got in your back pocket? What do you go to? Um, I'm a, uh, I probably... Good meal for the low. Struggle meal. Struggle Good meal, meal for the low. If, if, possible, if possible, we're looking for some nutrition and they're like, just like not... I ain't, I, I ain't gonna police. I ain't gonna tell them police the meal. Whatever meal you just feel like you like, I'm broke, but I need to make some shit shake. Here's what I'm gonna put together. Uh, so Tyler, 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 yeah, Tyler, Tyler said rice and eggs. I think mine, mine probably got to be chicken thighs, air fried chicken thighs and rice. Okay, yeah. air fried yeah, chicken so thighs should, and rice. Yeah, so like, so you can get you, you know, you can get you a nice little bit, like uh, a nice pack of chicken thighs. You feel me? Skin on, mm-hmm. um, throw them in the air fryer. Trader Joe's has like frozen rice that you put in the that you put in the microwave for three minutes. Gotcha. You know what I mean? As well as any like frozen vegetable, like broccoli, any, you know, any of those type of things. You throw them, you know what I'm saying? You steam that real quick, steam the broccoli, steam the rice, throw the uh throw the uh chicken thighs in the air fryer, you good to go. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. I'm hip. I don't I'm not a rice girl. I don't do rice, I don't like it unless it's with sushi, but um I, I love the chicken thigh idea. Dina said spaghetti. Um, I want to go to spaghetti real quick. I know. Well, let me see. Air fried chicken thighs is a new band name. It do kind of have a little flow to it. Air fried chicken thighs. Hey, and it's fire. You know, fire. Um, But I I like the way it has a ring to it. Then it says spaghetti. Spaghetti was my favorite struggle meal growing up, right? The favorite thing that my mama would make. I just love my mother's spaghetti anyway. It's fire. It's amazing. I asked for it 10 times out of 10. Shout out to Curl. We always shout out to Curl when we get the chance. Shout out to Curl. Curl is what you do with your hair. My mother's name is Carol. Um, <laughs> we have this conversation every time. Um, but you can't beat it. Now, my question is, and this is just an, as an aside, Dina, answer it. Y'all answer it. Do you eat your spaghettis with the sauce? Do you integrate both of them and cook it together? Are you a, a sauce on top of the noodle type of person? Plug? How are you coming at your spaghetti? Uh, your, 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 your. I am. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, noodles. Boy, uh, cooked in, the, in in one pot, meat in another. Combine them when when you you put the noodles in and put your meat on top, and then you cook you stir it together, and then you or are you I, saying I the noodles, it. and then you put the sauce on top of the noodles? Yeah, you you put the you take the noodles, you put the noodles on the plate, you put the sauce on top of the noodles that's on the plate, yeah. and then you you eat it. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. We, we and then on the same team, we integrate. We have to cook the, the, the noodles have to absorb the flavor of the sauce they need to make and build an intimate relationship. It's the only way. Ethereum Beauty said uh, rice, beans, and canned veggies. My bad. What was you about to say? No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was, rice, I was about to say uh, rice, beans, and canned veggies. And then followed up by saying, I don't eat hot dogs anymore, but if I did, it would be baked beans and hot dogs. A classic, right? A banger. Um, And then Vance said grilled cheese. The goat, absolutely goaded. Um, yeah. Beautiful things coming from a grilled cheese. Yeah. I'm more of a just nice little sandwich person, just like a nice little turkey. I don't really do a lot of bread, um, but I like, you know, wraps, like a nice little turkey cheese, little mayo, mustard, a little everything seasoned on that thing. And then we do that. And yes, Tyler, Dominique does eat Karen's spaghetti. <laughs> 
Hey man, listen. You know, it's it's so you know, I started going to the Italian restaurants once I moved out here. So you know, you I can't help it. It is what it is. Uh but but with that being said, man, we like to thank y'all for joining us for this uh for this dialogue, for this conversation. I mean, again, like yeah, we all going through it in this recession. Like it's it's a struggle that we all have to deal with. Some of us eat our spaghetti a little bit more bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like we ain't gotta mix it in the pot. You ain't gotta mix it in the pot, Tyler. There you, go. you know there what you mean? There you, you go. You, you, you can cook it. He's uh, Dominique. Uh, he's, he's Italian. He likes to eat his, his Dominique. We like it. You know, you always you think you exotic. I don't care about none of that shit. Um, inflation is trash. Make sure y'all sticking together. Make sure y'all sharing recipes. Um. When we come up with these clips, meet us in the comments, and I want y'all dropping some uh, useful, useful tips that you've learned along the way just about saving your bread, right? If you got any kind of money, any kind of financial advice for niggas out here, college students, folks on the edge, anybody making money, saving money, make sure you let people know. Shout out to Aldi. My tip for y'all is to go get some groceries from your local Aldi um, and go to your local Walmart. I think those are the places in my area, especially in California, that have the most reasonable prices on groceries right now. And so I'm about to go back to being, I was being becoming like a Ralph's Stater Brothers Trader Joe girl. Now Trader Joe every now and again, but we're going to go visit old girl Aldi. We're going to go visit our friends over at Walmart and um, start making some carts out of that. So that is my suggestion in terms of, uh, you know, little tips and tricks to navigate some of these price gouges that we're seeing. Um, Love to y'all. We're going to be back next week. We're going to talk about um, the Catholic Church and some of the moves that they're making toward uh, racial uh, harmony and unity and kind of dealing with and navigating some of those conversations. We'll have a conversation about fat phobia next week as a social justice issue and really get into how Black people um, are navigating these places and places and people in general in a world of fat phobia. And then y'all know we got the Black History Awards coming up on the 23rd of this month. So make sure y'all are tap in and y'all pull up and y'all invite people. Like it, love it, share it, start Signal boosting for us now, if you don't mind, because, you know, we're trying to really pick up some of our momentum. Got to show some love for Consciously popping in here tonight. He had to jump off and talk to the fam and handle some things for the evening. But it was always a blessing. It is always going to be a blessing to have our little brother in the building. Um, Don't forget to go vote for him. NAACP Image Awards. Today is the last day. Tomorrow is the last day to vote. So go to any of his pages. Go to the Instagram. Go to his Facebook. Go to his uh, Twitter. Go to his YouTube. You can find it everywhere. But click the link and vote so he can win. Uh, social media personality of the year. So make sure to go and, and push and amplify him. And then besides that, closing words for you, plug, you holler at him. And then if y'all missed the intro, y'all stick around, stick around because we got a new intro, new outro. So if y'all missed it, starting the show. Y'all about to see how we coming for season four. But before we get to that, plug, any final words for the people? Yeah, man. Um, Just again, you know, this inflation ain't no joke. Um, These, these, these are more important conversations to have. Because these have more to do with, like, listen. We got you, man. We're going to follow you back, for sure. Yo, hey, for sure. Uh, but we, we definitely got to make sure that we, we recognize in the way that these things interact. Um, the role inflation plays isn't just a question of, like, a topic on a, on a debate show, but also, like, hey, like feeding our families, feeding our mm-hmm. kids. Like, these, these things become that much more important. So uh, thank y'all for joining us. We will be back next week. Shout out to the Conscious League for being able to join part of the conversation today. He is, he in, uh, he's in Kentucky. Kentucky. He's in Lexington. He's going to be uh, a part of a men's 
uh, some men's programming at UK, at the University of Kentucky. So shout out to my men's out there and working hard with my boy, Jason Brooks, the executive director of equity, diversity, diversity and inclusion over at uh, UK. I got to link them up together. So they're going to do some great things. Yeah, so you know we we out here trying to you know trying trying to get things cracking. You got yeah. Toya with the leadership empowerment coaching, um, HD leadership and empowerment coaching. So you know we trying to live life in HD. Be up at Western University this semester. I'm really excited about that. Lock that in. Bunch of different opportunities coming. So y'all make sure if y'all need some people to talk to y'all about uh, leadership, diversity, equity, inclusion, any of those things under that rainbow, any or under, um, under that umbrella, tap in with me. Right. Just go to my go right. to my go to my page right there. And let's start. Let's start talking. Right. Uh, me myself, I do equity uh, and inclusion training as it, as it pertains to small government. Shout out to the city of Littleton, who yeah. we've all had the opportunity to work with. So, with that being said, we are out. Thank y'all for joining us. We will be back next Thursday. This is the chop up. Thanks, bro. Let us know. We out.